0: I'm a go getter.
1: It's the Go Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option.
0: Go getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you. But just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you. And I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. What up, world? Yeah, it's your boy J Black. Every day I'm grinding the greatness. I'm a goal getter. Let's get straight to it. I'm excited. Yeah. Now the guests I got in the building today. Got them three words coming again. I'm excited. Yeah. So welcome to the goal getter podcast with Jay Black, ready or not. It's about to go up. That's right. Up, not down. Now, goal getter. What's a goal getter? I'm glad you asked. My logo sums up my message. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. All I'm saying is with the right mindset, you go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind and it takes blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a goal getter. I'm a goal getter. Success is the only option. Everything about my guest today says success is the only option, but I want to break it down further for you because I know i got some new viewers and listeners. So here we go. A goal getter grinds to greatness every day, aims to be the best version of themselves every day. Understands that adversity is a part of the journey to success. Let me say that line again. Understands that adversity is a part of the journey to success. So we embrace it. We never give up. Success is the only option. So welcome to the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Definitely got started by shouting out my mentoring program, Goal Getter Academy. We had a crazy in-person session yesterday. So once a month, we collectively have everybody come together, the young kings and young queens, and we have my guy, Yeshiv, come through and give a great presentation. He created a board game. It's called Game of Life. I encourage you to check him out on uh, social media. Yeshiv bin Israel. But the board game is called Game of Life. And um, it's, it's a great game. And you know what? I'm going to let you go to my page and check out the video and let him explain it. But I'm telling you right now, tap in with that. So shout out to him. Um, shout out to my young kings and young queens. Well, go get the academy we focus on. Goal setting, mental health, financial literacy, entrepreneurship, community service, leadership development. Now, go get apparel. That's right, we relaunched Go get apparel. So definitely go to the website, grab you. Go get a hat, shirt. Even got the shoes now. Yep, I got the shoes now. You can grab me some go get a shoes. And you know what? Even when you sleeping, I want you to think about your goals. So I even got a go get a pillow. That's right. Because I want you to oh it's so it's so comfortable too. I'm telling you right now. Get you a goal, get a pillow. That's right. So definitely grab you some gold, get apparel. And you gotta grab my new book, Goals Give Direction. Goal setting with strong faith will activate your superpower. I believe everyone has a superpower, so definitely tap in. You can message me or go to the website. I know y'all love that four-letter word, right? I know y'all know what the four they know what the four-letter word is. Free! Yep, you know what the four-letter word is. Free. So every purchase comes with a free gift. Now. I gotta get to my guest. So, he's the founder president of Worthy To Be Heard, Inc. And the nonprofit organization, and he actually is the owner of Worthy Construction Group. Now, he advocates and takes a hands-on approach to community involvement. Now, Mr. Worthy, and I wanna dive into this because I love the name, Worthy To Be Heard, Inc. It was created to empower especially at-risk youth and young adults to avoid negative behavior and to inform them of life-changing decisions. So, Mr. Worthy, say what's up to the people!
1: What's up, people? How y'all doing? How's the
0: family out there? That's right. So we're going to dive right into it. When I saw, when I got your bio, and I love the name, I seen your last name was Worthy, and I said, then he connected Worthy to be heard. Now, um,
1: where did that vision come from? Well, the vision started, uh, I got to give kudos to my oldest sister. It started uh, back in the 80s. I didn't know she had the name. So when I went to prison... Uh, I was around an individual. His last name was Heard, okay. and at the time when I was formulating it, I hadn't already formulated it. It was just basically becoming together as an ideal. And when I first started off in my bed, I kind of he had the last name Heard, and I had the last name Worthy. <laughs> so he said, "Man, you need to go ahead." I come out to sell one day. I said, "Man, what well, I'm gonna name my uh, nonprofit nah, organization? Worthy to be heard." And I started putting everything together at that time, and that's how that came about. And then I didn't know le- years later that when I uh, talked to one of my sisters, uh, she said, you know your sister, uh, she already had that name, I said, really, I said, well, maybe she put it out there, maybe it's for me to take it to the next level.
0: Right, 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 and I want to press the rewind button, because I seen you at a community event, and I tell you this story, but the reason I came up to you, um, you know, me, four-year letterman point guard, captain of the basketball team, basketball, so my guy Boo, Christine's, I'm at, I'm at, front of Butchie's Barbershop. It was like, you know what it is over there? And I don't know what it is. Like, man, state champion. He had skills back in the day. You know what I'm saying? He was so passionate. I'm like, oh yeah? yeah. So I was like, let me go rap with him. You know what I'm saying? So I want to start there, you know. Yeah. What made you, um, what made you, what age were you fell in love with basketball?
1: Oh, we, I was young, man. We, you know, we were younger, man, you know, coming back up through the, you know, the 60s and the 70s, man, it was we we played a lot of street game, basketball, football in the street, basketball in the backyard, and then just for then, and then you know, going to the community centers. And that's where I really learned. Ed Davis, you know, Ed Davis, I want to give a shout-out to Jerry Rowland, man. He, That was my big brother, man. He kind of mentored me to become a good basketball player. He allowed me to play with the older brothers and become better. So at that time, man, this a young age. This, right. You know, we was athlete. Back then, was a lot of athletes around, you know, from east side of town, north side, west side. You know, east side of town had good athletes in the schools, you know. You could go be competitive, man. So it was, you know, it was like a... It was in our blood, you know. I'm gonna say that, and then that's when I just fell in. Cause my brothers played sports. My brothers was good at sports, so it kind of just, you know, it just fell in. Trickled down, yes, yeah, sir. So, who was the in your time? Who was the players that you looked at that, that inspired you? Oh, uh, you talking about on, on the local level? or Whoever or? inspired you, period. Your oh, game. Oh man, it was so many people, man. So many people from the professional level. You got Dr. J. You got Will Chamberlain. You got all the players. Even some white players. All the players, man. Really inspired you to want to play basketball, you know, okay. you know, local level. It was so many people, man. You no, know, Wayne Johnson, my brother himself, uh, you know, all the Jimmy Goodens, the, the uh, uh, um, I can't think of the one brother's name. All, man, it was so many people, man. There's so many people that you, you just wanted to be out there and be competitive, especially in the parks in the summertime. You wanted okay. to be there. You know, you go up to Perkins Pool, man. You wanted to be out there. Right. So, you, you know, shooting your jump from in front of right. everybody, showing everybody your skill set, man. It was a beautiful thing. And where, so, let's talk about, so St. V, how did that come about? Oh, St. V, y'all. Uh, well, actually, I was recruited when I was young, When I was okay. younger. I was recruited to go to another private school uh, with St. Peter's at the time, and then I went to. Then I, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get academically, not even say academically, I couldn't get away from my friends. Mm-hmm. My friends was at the public school, so I wanted to go back to public school. So I went home, talked to my mom, and said, "Mom, I'm gonna go back to public school." And actually, I uh, mean, to include this guy. This was a guy named Mike Mouse. I used to go to the gyms. He was the one to come and got us and recruited us. He recruited a few of us to the school, so uh, not to St. Peter's. But when I went to St. Peter's, I left St. Peter's. That was in the fifth grade. They wanted me to come play in. So when I left there, so when I got to junior high, my eighth grade year, he was back at my door again. So I, that's how I ended up at St. V. Okay. But, uh, you know, with the team, Jerome Lane, Curtis Wilson, Darnell Chee. Oh, you Fred was on Riles, that team. I was all with them. Okay. And, that's, and uh, we went to the state. Uh Two times, okay. went to the state two times. That was eighty three and eighty four. Okay. We pulled it. We pulled it off that last year, eighty four. Okay, year I, the year I left, nineteen eighty four. We pulled it off. That was okay. the first state championship.
0: That was the first state. That was the first one that. Yeah. Okay, so you had. you the first banner. Yes, sir. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's
1: up. So let's talk about now. Let's go transition. So, did you have college offers? Yeah, I had college offers. Unfortunately, things didn't pan out. I went to JC, JUCO for a second. Me and the coach didn't pan out. Some things didn't pan out, so I just came back home and, and that's when it's and got everything, it's yeah, okay. that's when everything started spiraling for me, you know. Going, I went to, I went to, I went to a banking school for a minute. Went to New York for a minute. Got a job with there. Got home, so he wanted to come back home and then, next you know, I'm back around, you know, around the hood. And around, then that's around. when the streets, just yeah, got that's gone. when that's when okay. we fell off to the streets. Okay, and you talked
0: about far as wanting to be targeting really at risk youth. So your transparency. So let's talk about what's your Direct message, you know. So, how much time uh, did you do as far as
1: incarceration? Well, my incarceration was 21 years. Well, you know, actually, I got sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Oh, really? I wasn't never supposed to come home again until uh, August 3rd, 2016. Obama granted me clemency. Oh, and, wow! Uh, he, he gave me, you know, the opportunity to come back home at that at that point. Every time I talk about it, I get chills because that day was it was you know it was when you in that fight, man. It's whew. I'm talking about you in that fight, you. Motion after motion, and pills after pills. I mean, you get you know, you got to keep your mind together, you know, uh, strong psychologically. You know, what I'm saying, you got to keep your physical health up. You got to stay focused because you, you know, you can fall off at any moment. Right. Know, just forget about it and let yourself go. Right. You know, what I'm saying. So, uh, I was around a lot of good people when I was in. I was around a lot of good people, man. I left a lot of good brothers behind, and that's what kept me going. Um, that what kept me going. So. In a nutshell, uh, what inspired me to uh, want to give back was actually what I did to my community. I felt I let poison loose in my community, so I feel like it's time for me to give back to my community. So that was a part of my uh, my message in my uh, writings when I wrote my uh, my petition. To, so let to me ask you this me. real quick, because mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. even though um, you were locked up, incarcerated, and then did you initially? How many years went by? as before you decided, you know what, I want to give back. You, you mentioned, what's well, two parts? Let's start here. I want to go to the first question. Let's start here. Um, you got you got life. Now, what made you, you said appeal at the peel at the peel. What made you even want to continue to try to appeal it? Was it the surroundings you're with, or you said, well, like, you know, I'm
1: a fighter? I'm gonna say like You could have, that. Been like, it's you could Absolutely. have been like it's over. You could have it's over. You could I could have took that mentality. Yeah. Cause when I first went in, it was, it was, it was, it's, I could have got off to drugs, I could have got off to gambling and with other any other thing I wanted to get in. Like I said, I was surrounded by around a, a, a lot of good people. So my journey when I first went in, of course, I know I had a life since, so I know I had to deal with it. And I uh, you know I pursued the law library real strong, real strong. And when I really realized that I was, uh, and I was really in a situation, is about three, four years in. Um, I realized that when I, I was, I did a motion. It called a thirty-five eighty-two motion. Some people know what I'm talking about. Some people know. Some people coming on on that motion right now. If they, okay. they'll know what I'm talking about okay. in the federal in the federal system. So I did so many different motions, man. So I did a thirty-five eighty-two motion. I filed it. I'm, mean, you know, I'm just starting off. I'm been, I'm like maybe four or five years in. You know, I'm learning the law. I'm in there. I'm, you know, writing. And uh, I put a motion in. I typed it up. And all my skills came back that I learned in high school. I learned Mm. how to type in high school. So everything came back. It was so funny how everything just came, what I needed to learn, even grammar. Right. Even grammar. When you understand grammar, you can understand the law. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You need that grammar. You know how to know disjunctive, adverbs, verbs. You got to know how to read that law because if you don't, I mean, it it can really uh, trick you the language can trick you. So let me get back on track. Um, so when I realized I filed this motion, I had a mentor. Um, when I filed the motion, I went to him and I said, "Man, what do I need to do?" He said, uh, "You really can't do nothing because you, you kind of found you filed the wrong motion." I said, "But well, this piece of law is saying this, and this piece of law is saying that." But he said, "I know what, you, I know what you're trying to do, but you can't go be to do it under this particular thing because of this and that. This was this." He said, well, "You got the same type of sins I got." I said, what do you mean? He said you in sentenced up under A41 and A46. And I said, yeah, okay. But they saying that uh, you know, you can appeal the sentence this way and do that under this 3582. He said, no, he said, you got a uh A41, A46. He said, you got a life sentence without the for role. I thought it was 30 years. He said, no, you can die here, bro. Hmm. When he told me that, I mean, I was like, I was like, chills went through my body, literally. Right. And he said, man, you got a fight in front of you. He said, well, I'm here with you. He yeah. said, I got the same type of things you got, we gonna fight. So that's when I knew things was real at that point. I had to get on my A game at that point. And that's when I really, at that point I was working in the kitchen. I think about a couple months, about a year later, I said, let me go to the law library. And this is when I started learning the different branches of the government, executive, judicial, and uh, the executive, the um, judicial, and the, I forget the other one. When I learned them three levels of the government, and that's when I started learning how to start fashioning my emotions a certain way. I knew then when we started, had to challenge laws, bills to make, to come laws, to change the mandatory minimums and different things of that nature. So that's when you kind of move to another level and start to understand what your fight was. And that's when I started understanding clearly what my fight was.
0: But real quick, I got to jump in because you just dropped the jewel. I don't know if you know, but you know I got to press the rewind button. I got to make sure you get this game. So... It's kind of crazy because the title of my book is Goals Give Direction. So he had a goal. You know, he looked at his situation. He's learned the law. He had a mentor. He had a mentor. All right, Jewel right there. Okay, so the goal gave him direction. He talked about different grammar and learning different branches of the government and the terminology and everything like that. So from there, he sharpened himself. He educated himself. So when you have a goal, it will bring discipline to your life when you fully commit to the goal. Easily. He could, like you said, there's a lot of distractions in prison. Even though there's a, a lot of distractions, but he was focused because he had a goal. So, this guy that that your mentor,
1: did it work for him? Did he get released? Well, he had a, he had a tough battle because he had been out of affairs for a while. I don't know as of now. He didn't. Okay. He didn't because I transferred to another prison. Okay. So I don't know exactly. I followed him a little while with okay. the catch. Up. It was a tough fight. I don't know where he at now. He may got some relief because at. Um, Trump changed some of the mandatory minimums. Uh, Obama did a little as far as when he granted clemencies, but Trump did. He made some laws retroactive, and they went in and modified some of the statutes. So a lot of brothers did get a chance to come home. A lot of people Mm -hmm. don't know that. Trump did let a few people come home. Okay. He did. (laughs) All right, so let's fast forward. So...
0: um when worthy to be heard, what exactly does your nonprofit oh, do? What do? What do you exactly offer? The details well, of that. Well, what we
1: doing now is basically the same. it's trying to get out in the community because there's a lot that need to be done out here. Right. You know, the streets is crazy right now. Um, just trying to get out there, man, and try to see can I, you know, save a life. You know, save one of these youngsters' life. You know, give us some, you know, some wisdom and knowledge some understanding, some counseling, you know, to try to get him some some tools to work with mentally, you know, to navigate out here. Right. I know it's tough. You know, it's a lot of syndromes going on out here. You know, some of these guys got the syndrome, it won't happen to me. Right. Uh, I won't get caught, you know, saying the the, the, the glitter part of the uh, syndrome and all that type of stuff. And uh, all of them is traps, you know, all of them is traps. And the crazy thing that drives me crazy is they got so many examples around them that shows them the end result of, of this game. And, and they, they won't over. grab, they, 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 and some of them are smart enough to see that, but they won't go ahead and take off and go the other way. they rather right. just still go that route and still wild out in that world. So, so let's stay right that. there, let's stay right there. That's very real.
0: And we just having this conversation the other day. Mm-hmm. They have no hope. They just don't care. They just feel this is it. Right. And they can. they okay with that. Right. So that's why, so now the problem is like, okay, so what is the real solution then? Um, with me, you know, I grab them young. My mentor program starts at five years old. Good so, like, some of you that have been with me for a few years, all they know is goal-getting, so they're going to be locked in. They understand that success is the only option. So, I don't believe in failure. I believe either win or learn. That's right. So, already they locked in. If they, if they oh. fail, they, they're not going to let no failure or not achieving the goal suck the life out of them. Mm-hmm. You will keep that same enthusiasm and keep working to figure it out. The mindset is adapt, conquer. And I think the pandemic was a great... Lesson, definitely mm-hmm. for my young kings and young queens because I want them to understand life, you know, can be unpredictable sometimes, but you got to figure it out. You got to make adjustments. You see how everything, even with school, what they do, they made adjustments. Everything went virtual, mm-hmm. you know, even with jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, some people lost jobs. They had to get creative. The bills don't stop, though, right? So we still got to figure it out, find a way to still take care of our business. So um, I love the fact that you're you, you, you decided to really be active in the community because you came home. You really could have just lived your life. You don't got to be doing what you're doing. And you have so much to give just what you haven't experienced. So I tell people, yeah, books is cool. College is cool. But there's some things that a book a book can never replace what you have. Right. You know what I'm saying? They can read about certain things, but you live and experience certain things. So that's way more powerful than a book will ever be. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel everybody has a voice. And it's important that they use their voice. And you, you said something. You said change your life. People think that, that's like that's so big because you understand. You never know who that person is or what they can end up doing. Obama is one person. Martin Luther King Jr. is one person. That's right. So one person, it could be crazy, can make a crazy impact. You could be the person that impact that person. Cause you never know who this kid is gonna grow up to be. That's, right. so that's very very powerful. Now you actually also got
1: worthy construction. So where did construction come from? What made you decide to do that? Well, worthy construction. My family uh, migrated from uh, Alabama way back in you know like 40 in the 40s okay my family came out. My, my father's were carpenters when they came to the city my father my grandfather my uncles my cousins everybody came up here you know the north was say freedom up the right. north they come up north you know the auto industry was booming at the time so they migrated up this way was building houses and you know doing construction work up here and that particular uh ideal stayed within the family I mean, I, I grew up with my father, around my father, running the business. You know, he taught me a few little things. He didn't teach me all of it, because mm-hmm. I was a knucklehead, too, a little bit. Right, right, right. <laughs> like right. we always, you know, mm-hmm. I struggled with him back and forth. He wanted me to come to work. I might want to go run the streets, this, that, and the third. Right. And But I did learn a skill set. I learned roofing. I learned a few little mm-hmm. other things. But I was gone for the 20 years. I didn't get a chance to touch the tools because I was in, you know, high securities. Right. So I didn't get really just touch touch tools until I got like to medium security, but you still can't touch no tools. Kitty mm-hmm. can't really get out there and do the work. Okay. So with that, um, so when I come back home, I kind of like just you know, you know, I try to get a couple of jobs here and there and there. So I just you know, and my roof was there. It was just it was just calling me. So I just said, let me let me see, can I uh, revamp the company, the mm-hmm. family, you know, legacy? Right. See, can I bring it back? And that's what I've been trying to do. I'm striving to do. I ain't gonna say trying. Right, because
0: we don't use that word. You know, that's right. like, actually, that's a cuss word. You know, <laughs> right. it, I don't know where it's. Hey, that's a cuss word. We that's use the right. word try. Strive. Cuss word, you know. Right. Try is a cuss word. Can't is a cuss word. My man. You know that's right, i I'm not gonna lie to you, you know what I'm saying? Um... If you face me, you know what I'm saying on the basketball court, just you probably have to say can't. It's not you know, you're not you can you can't. You know, it's gonna be a, that's another conversation. Who minds? <laughs> <Right. Well>, I'm <laughs> talking to I'm talking to a basketball legend. So you, you feel you still got it? You still got some? Oh, I play. I you still play.
1: play. Yeah, I played uh, in over here. I played down in overtime, overtime lead down to summer Lake. I go over to uh, Madison. Uh, gym over there on exchange. I go okay. over there with the old timers over there and play a little bit. Okay. I still got a little bit. Still got, still a, little got bit. a little bit. I ain't up. Okay. My wind ain't up. Right. I, I still got it. All right. So be you shoot or you a shoot? Oh yeah, I do some things. Okay. So I'm you saying say so you saying guys. that you can beat me in the shooting contest? Well, I. I, I you know, I will take you out there. Okay. He didn't too crazy.
0: confident, so I'm telling you, put your money on Jay Black. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I'm telling you right now. If we do this shooting contest, put your yeah, money on Jay Black. Let's
1: do it. Let's, let's it. do it. I like it. I right, love right. it. Right, right. We're going put something together, though. I
0: think it'll be great for the yeah, community. We're going to do it to organize and bring people out, though. They yeah. have a good time, so love, there's man. something to do. I love what you're doing. Okay, so let's talk about principles. If somebody asked you uh, what principles you live by, what would you say?
1: Well, you know, I try to strive, my man. I try to stay you know, positive, focused is one of my main things. I kind of. Tell myself to stay focused on what you're doing, your goals, and different things of that nature, and try to stay positive at all times. You know, I know it's a lot of negativity that's going to come, and seek counsel when mm-hmm. you need to seek counsel. Uh, when you need to sit down and talk to someone, do do that. You know, right. and uh, if you're going to make a bad decision, before you make a bad decision, try to you know get with someone that can mentor you to a better decision. You know what I'm saying? So you can sort it out. Right. You can think about it before you make a decision. Sometimes I tell a person, you know, sleep on it for twenty four, forty eight, and then you know, you never know what you know what the, what the ethers might do, the energy might do. It might just change your mind and it's gonna tell you which direction to go. You know, that's some of the things I try to live by. You know, I try to stay humble. Mm-hmm. I try to always remind myself to stay humble. You know, I constantly remind myself. Uh, like now, I usually have a reflection period when nobody's around. Mm. You know, I might do I might do it with some people around. They don't even know. I'm sitting in a room. I might just reflect back and be like, damn, you know, you wasn't, you couldn't even have been here if it wasn't for Obama. You'd be like, you know, you'd just be looking around. You'd just be happy. And your Smile. I want to ask you that question, too, because you you're, you're
0: a little older, so when that happened, what was your feeling to see him become president of the United States, to see a black man... Did you ever think that would happen in your time? Oh, man, no. Nope. <laughs>
1: right. yeah. No, when I did see it happen, man, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. And it was so crazy how all that went down because you had not only Obama, you had Eric Holder. And when Eric Holder, an administrative aspect of the government, he was changing a lot of the policies dealing with the brutal prisons. He was changing a lot of pressure. I kind, of, we kind of seen the change come because I was really focused on a lot of the changes that was taking place. So administratively, he was making changes. He was right making changes before. He, I think he went two terms, and I think mm-hmm. he went out. And then after he went out, it was like Obama kind of picked up because you know you hear, and, you know in the federal government you hear in the feds, you kind of hear the news that's coming behind the scenes. Sometimes you hear it from staff or somebody, mm-hmm. they might just drop a dime on you a little bit. I'll give you too much information, but you know what I mean. Right. And you kind of see through the policy how things is gonna change. So you kinda, so that's kind of let me, that kind of led me to stay, okay, let me stay on this administrative part as far as this petition. On the executive side to go ahead and file this petition. Let me stay, let me keep a motion prepared for that. Right. And then I'm gonna work on these, I'm gonna work on the judicial we're in the court, I'm gonna keep that going, then we're gonna work on the legislative. We're going to keep the legislative change coming. So I'm working on all three levels. I'm working I'm, I'm working with guys in prison. We actually writing, writing, you know, doing petitions in prison to send them to the Congress people. Uh, so, so I know you probably seen the show, so you made
0: me think about it. Um, mm-hmm. 50 Cent Show, The Prison Lawyer. What's yeah, you, uh, yeah. Uh, for Life? Yeah, Life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you just made me think about that. So that show, Yeah, that, well, that's, that's real. real, huh? Oh, yes, it is. Okay, oh, yes, that's dope. Is. That's it's dope. Real. It's real. That's dope. Mm-hmm. So, um...
1: We gonna wrap it up, you know, but I definitely want you to get the people your social media information, how they can stay connected with you. Right. Yes, my well, one social media, you can go to Worthy to Be Heard. You can go there and follow us on there, and you can also go to Irvin Darnell Worthy, and you'll see me sitting there with a with a with the petition in my hand that I got my release on. You can follow me there. Just tag me in there, and uh, any events that we got going on, we got some future stuff coming coming. So just stay uh, follow us on there and stay in contact. Definitely, definitely, man. So definitely,
0: it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on. You know, um, I love I love the mission. You know, I just want to see that you continue to do what you were called to do because I think it's a calling. It's oh, yeah, a calling. Yeah, so definitely don't ignore the voice. And I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. So definitely stay connected with my guy. I appreciate y'all tuning into to the Goal Podcast with Jay Black. Before we wrap it up, you know, it's, it's on my heart to share this. Normally, I share it at the beginning, but um, as you know, we've, we live in a very cold, dark world and people are quick to tell you what you can't do. So this... This mental exercise is a great way to start your day. Um, I, I talk about it every uh, podcast because I know the power of it. So when you first wake up, three positive thoughts. I'll share a few of mine with you. Be the change you want to see in the world. Be a great husband. Be a great father. This is when you first wake up. You can do more than three, but at least three. Now, from there, you should be going to the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face. If not, we got a problem. But while you in the restroom, Look at that person you see in the mirror. And I need positive affirmations. Say, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. You want to be the first person to speak life into yourself every single day. Because you got to understand this. A lot of times people can see the greatness in you. They can see things that they wish they had. So they're going to try to trick you out of your dream. Talk talk you out of your dream. So it's very important that you own your day. Own your energy. That way you can ignore the naysayers. you got that tunnel vision. So... Appreciate you tuning into the Golget Podcast with Jay Black. I am currently booking for a school engagement. So if you know a school that needs an empowering, inspirational, high-energy, life changer, motivational speaker, I'm your guy. You know JBlackinspires.com. Definitely passionate about changing lives. So that's all the way from kindergarten to 12th grade universities, your program. Definitely go to jblackinspires.com. We're definitely committed to serving. So we definitely want to work with you to do what we can to add value to our youth. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember. Only person that can stop you is you. Yes.
1: It's the Go Get a Podcast with J Black. Stay excited and stay connected. www.jblackinspires.com.